All right. You've probably seen the stories um, over the months and maybe even years in some cases with different groups, different cities, in fact, calling for the decriminalization of some drugs. And um, it's really gained speed as we've gone through this opioid epidemic. Uh, Toronto and Vancouver, probably the two most vocal in Canada. And they're taking different steps to try and move in that direction. Basically, you have to put pressure on the federal government because it's a criminal code situation. Uh, They've got some support now. Uh, Another voice has been added to the calls to do this. Uh, The CAMH now getting involved. And we're going to chat with Dr. Leslie Buckley, who is the chief of the addictions division with CAMH. Um, Dr. Buckley, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. No problem, Shay. Thank you so much for uh, shining, shining some light on this topic. Yeah, and this topic has been, like I say, it's been it's been floating around, uh, primarily Toronto and Vancouver, for some time. Now, there's been other discussions here and there, but they seem to have really taken root there. Why did um, your organization decide that now is the right time, you know, to to, cho- to join their call for change in Canada? Sure. So, so basically, what um, Cam H is saying, you know, with this statement, is that uh, we want to see a, a shift. Um, from a legal framework for the simple possession of substances. So we want to leave the legal framework and shift it to a health framework and really focus on helping people be well um, rather than uh, creating, uh, you know, a criminal charge for someone who's struggling with substance use. Um, I've talked to a lot of different... I I try and bring on the experts, such as yourself, um, people who deal with addiction medicine, uh, the people who are involved in this. And um, they talk about, you know, the only way to tackle this opioid uh, epidemic situation that we're in is to is to go full spectrum. You, we, you know, you have some people talk about recovery. You have some people talk about um, safe supply. You have some people talk about harm reduction. Those things all need to be working in concert. Where does decriminalization fit in to the spectrum of treating the opioid epidemic? So, you know, the thing about decriminalization is most people do agree with decriminalization. Um, for one, at least in some jurisdictions, it's already happening. So at least in Toronto, there's a huge decrease in the number of charges for simple possession. Um, we also think it's important because it reduces fear. And fear is really important in the opioid crisis because we really don't want people using substances alone because um, of risk of death. Uh, an overdose. Um, and is it really fair? You know, so if you think about, you know, the current context of substances, we, we haven't been able to control the supply. So there's a lot of supply. People are, you know, seeing substances around them. We know that when substances are accessible, people are more likely to use them and um, they're using them. And these substances are not your parents' substances. These are powerful yeah. substances and people get stuck. There are not a lot of, you know, options for treatment. There is treatment, but there are wait lists. And, you know, is this person really directly harming anyone? If they are, then there is a legal charge for that. So for a lot of reasons, I think people are agreeing that decriminalization is a good idea. I think the hard question is about how do we do it? Right, exactly. And and that's sort of that's where everything seems to sort of grind to a halt in some ways. Um, But I mean, the main argument, I think, and you're kind of saying the same thing is this approach that we've taken, handling this as a legal situation, clearly has failed miserably. It has failed. It has failed. And, you know, people are so unwell and substances, you know, difficulties with substance use can happen to anyone, all walks of life, rural, urban, old, young. And, you know, we have to, I think, be more um, mindful of prevention strategies 
do a lot of work to come up with, you know, innovative ideas in terms of how to stop things in a different way rather than using criminalization as our main focus for sort of decreasing use. Um, When we have this discussion, of course, it comes down to the government, right? The government has to be the one that makes the changes to the criminal code. So um, do you anticipate that this, I mean... Just talking about the growing support, like I say, Toronto, Vancouver, you're coming on board now. It seems to be that there's a a growing movement here. Do I have that right? You do, you do, and I and I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said that people have sort of different ideas of where to go from here, and that is the hard part. And I think we really, really need to be to be smart and bring all the experts to the table, which of course includes people who are using drugs, families, police, uh, addiction practitioners, public health researchers, policy people, and, um, and, and from a balanced perspective. So have everybody at the table at the same time, um, because when different groups are, you know, speaking and, and not speaking to each other, it's hard to move forward. Um, how optimistic are you that this is something that will actually, I mean, there's a, just a handful of places where this has taken, actually taken hold. Um, do you think this is something that's realistic for our country? I think it is realistic, but I think it requires, you know, a, a, a strong strategy behind it. I don't think we want to jump to doing this without uh, a bigger investment in treatment um, and harm reduction. And I think we also have to um, really, really invest in primary prevention. And then it might be, you know, something that we can move on or we do it all at the same time. Right, exactly. And and you mentioned time, and, and time is really the key here. I mean, we have people dying, just so many people dying every single day in this country, and it just gets worse year after year after year. So time's not on our side, doctor. Time is not on our side, but, you know, we can, we can make the changes to treatment immediately, right, as long yeah. as we have investment and funding. And I think, you know, that's an amazing place to start. Excellent. Uh, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Shay. Take care. Yeah, you too. That is Dr. Leslie Buckley, who is um, the chief of the addictions division at CAMH talking about this. And they're the latest group to lend their voice to these calls to decriminalize um, drugs in this country.